0: All right, you guys ready for the word? All right, well, I'm so excited. I know you're going to be blessed today. Uh, Today, Pastor Michelle is bringing the word. If you can give my wife a hand as she comes up. Joy is your compass, and
1: Jesus is is your your destination.
0: destination. Oh, you got the Bible too. Oh, you all look so beautiful this morning. Somebody must be celebrating today. I know this is one of Pastor Marlon's favorite days because it is National Bacon Lovers Day. Hey. <laughs> he loves, loves bacon. <laughs> In counting my blessings today, I had such a hard time trying to come, come up with one because I have been full and full and full of overflow with blessings this week. So I decided to give this one away. And so many of you probably have heard us uh, mention Carmenta. Carmenta is a beautiful young lady who uh, came from Haiti, here to the United States. Uh, she grew up in Haiti. She came here when she was 18. And she is, I think she's in her early 20s now. And um, my daughter, Trisha and I, we had the privilege of going to Haiti for uh, five years once a year for five years, so we went five times. Um, d- when Carmenta was like, I think she was just about to turn twelve, so we we got to see her once a year for five years. So we got to see her, you know, grow up in a sense, and and it's been such a just a treasure to see her now here. She's bought a house. Yeah, yeah, bought a house, and she wrote a book. She wrote a book. Don't ever say you can't do something. She wrote a book. It's called Never Alone. And um I read through most of it already, and it just blesses me so much because I know her and like I said, I got to see her grow, grow up. And um I bought two of them because I was intentional with wanting to give one away today. Um and bless somebody with it. She signed it. And I didn't know who that was gonna be until I walked in here today. It's it's a book of encouragement, really. It's it's just her giving hope when she uh, didn't have hope. It, um, she puts on here the orphan who hid thousands of feelings behind. She, her parents died, and she, and she never knew her parents, so she lived in an orphanage for those 18 years in Haiti until she came here to the United States, and um, Rachel Caton and the whole Caton family uh, have, have adopted her into their, into their family, and she is really she is a CNC daughter. She is definitely a church on the North Coast daughter. And Miss Jackie, your wonderful grandson sitting next to you, I want to bless him with this book, and I forgot his name, so I'm so sorry. Dwayne, would you mind coming to get this, young man? There's just something about the presence that you bring when you come in here that blesses me, that, that you have a, a quiet, quiet, uh, Strength that is going to be used. Your voice is quiet now, but it won't always be. You have a voice that's going to be heard because God has put something in you. And I just hope that this encourages you to always use it. We love you. Our declaration. Let's do it, church. 3 John 2 says... Prosper in all things and in health, even as my soul, mind, will, and emotions prosper. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. And we will not ever let the rocks cry out in our place. We will use our voice to praise you. We worship you and you alone. This is for you. This is, this is not for anyone else, God. This this time is for you. It's, I surrender it to you, Lord. Your will be done, Lord. You speak and you have your way. You are worthy. Worthy and holy. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Exodus 20, verse 1 through 3. God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. What does that mean? You shall have no other gods before me. Other gods are mean (laughs) whatever is loved, feared, delighted, Or depended on more than God. Other gods, whatever is loved, feared, delighted, or depended on more than God. We we all have that sometimes. We all love, depend on, and delight in something a little more than God. And most of the time, you know, it's that. It's that. And we'll pick on my son this morning. And he was 13, which was 20 years ago. Um, He's 30, 21 years ago, actually. He's 34. He got his first cell phone. And back then were like the prepaid phones, you know, that you just buy the phone and then you put money on it for for minutes. You know, you only text back then. There was no internet. And his grandfather bought him his first cell phone for his 13th birthday. And then he would do chores to, to put money on it so he could text his friends. And also, right at this time was when me and his, their, um, his father got divorced. So we were at, at our, our house. It had been a couple, minute, a couple months into that. And he had a couple of bad grades on a progress report. And he's really smart. He always got good grades. And I said, "Was well, there a reason? You know, are you, is it hard? No. You know, you know, no reason. I said, okay. Then when the report card comes, says this is progress report, if the grades aren't better, then I take the phone. I am a man of my word, by the way, in my house. <laughs> there are no second chances. Four cards came. Those two grades were still bad. I said, did you have a hard time? Was it hard? Do you need help? No. All right, then give me the phone. He didn't move. That was new for me. <laughs> Trisha was 10, sitting on the couch. I said, "Let me. maybe he didn't hear me. I'll try one more time. I said, Bobby, give me your phone. He still didn't move. You could see terror on his face, though. He was definitely afraid. But then he said something that I'd never heard him say. He said no. (laughs) It did not take Trisha long. She didn't even blink. She was already upstairs in her room with the door shut. She did not want to see what was going to happen next. He said, and he was quivering because he was afraid. He said, it's my phone. Papa bought it for me. It's my money I put on it. So I don't think you have the right to take it. A whole lot flashed before my eyes at that moment. I thought, okay, you know, he's already bigger than me. He's not tougher than me, but he's already bigger than me. He's challenging me. He's, and, and I thought, hmm, he's really challenging. You know, dad and mom aren't married anymore. How is this going to work? Do, how well do they parent, co-parent? Or how, how, what, what will mom do now that, you know, I'm getting bigger and older? All this is going in my mind at the moment, and I just said, okay. I mean, okay. I picked up the phone. Let me show you how well we still co-parent, and I called his father, and I told him, Bobby said no. Within 30 minutes, his dad was at the door. He said, Bobby, let's go for a ride. They went for a ride. He came back like an hour later, walked in the house. He looked a mess. He sat down, and his dad said, don't you got something to say to your mother? He said, Mama, I'm sorry. I will never tell you no again. (laughs) He gave me his phone, went upstairs, and never again did that boy challenge me. (laughs) He clearly delighted, loved, and depended on that phone more than God. You shall have no other gods before me. Do you know that's the first commandment? When God wrote the Ten Commandments, he chose that one first. You shall have no other gods before me. The very first command from God was loyalty. Loyalty. You need to know who I am. That's what God was saying. You need to know who I am. You really need to know who I am. Soon they forgot. We do. We do too. Let's look at Isaiah 46. This is God's reminder to his children. 46, verse 9 and 10 says, Remember the old days, for I am God. There is no other. I am God. There are no other gods like me. From the beginning, I declare how things will end. From times long past, I tell what is yet to be, saying my intentions will come to pass. I will make things happen as I determine They should here God's reminding them because you clearly forgotten, they clearly forgotten. He's saying, I'm God. I determine what will happen and when it happens. I already know I am the beginning and the end. There are no other gods like me. God's God's right there explaining his sovereignty. And that's the message today. The sovereignty of God. God declares his sovereignty. Sovereignty of God means that he is paramount. He is supreme power. He has all authority. Freedom, wisdom, power to bring about anything and everything he attends to happen. There is no one higher in authority or power. He knows everything. He is before all things. He never changes, and God is in complete control. God is in complete control. Satan is not sovereign. You have to determine that in your spirit. Your life will live, you will live life a whole lot better if you determine. Satan is not all-powerful. Satan cannot do whatever he wants when he wants. He can't. He has limited temporal authority given by sovereign God. Yeah. Yeah. He knows that his time is short. And I picture this. Look, for, look, look at John. This is my visual. But first, look at John 15, 7 and 8. Actually, I didn't even write that down. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. This is Jesus talking. He said, by this my Father is glorified. He's saying, when you abide in me and you pray, it glorifies God. It glorifies him. He delights in your prayers. So, so when I think of that verse and I'm reminded of his sovereignty and then I'm reminded of the, the devil's temporal power, I, I envision this. Like you're walking. You know how you walk your dog and you got, a, you know, one of those retractables and they see a squirrel and they go running, but you just snatch it. And you're like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Sit, boy. Uh-huh. Who holds? in this 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 just chain right here this leash and i picture that because this satan is roaming around to kill and destroy absolutely but when our prayers go up that's like god's got him on the leash because he is sovereign and he said oh no 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 i heard the prayers of my daughter you can't go any further that's it That's the power of God and the limited power of the enemy. Nothing happens without God's foreknowledge. Nothing. Nothing happens without his will or permission. He permits, but he doesn't always approve. Some people don't really believe that. Do you ever, like, permit your child to do something? You don't approve of it. I I don't, you really, I don't want you to go, but I'm going to let you make that decision for yourself. Go ahead if you want to. I know how it's going to turn out. Now I'm going to pick on my daughter, and I just realized she's 13 in this story, too, so I feel 13 was a bad year. (laughs) I just realized, anybody got any 13-year-olds in the house? Because we will play, oh, we do have a 13-year-old. We have a 13-year-old now. Oh, sweet Jesus. Braxton, so he's so much easier. Thank you, Jesus. When my daughter was 13, I was chaperoning her uh, trip to Cedar Point. And she, and, uh, she is scared to death of roller coasters. But she, oh, she just thought this boy Cannon was so dreamy. She just wanted to follow him around the whole park. Oh, Cannon, he's so cute. And if you've been to Cedar Point, you know it's a long walk from one end of the park to the other. She just wanted to go around and do where Cannon was. And then she's like, oh, mom, he's down by the Gemini. Can we go to the Gemini? I was like, no, because you don't ride it. Why am I going to more at the front of the park? I'm going to walk to the back of the park. You walk- I promise. I promise I'll ride it. I'll ride it. Please, please. It's fine. We can do this. But just so you know, we are riding that roller coaster. There is no backing out. No, I will. I promise. I promise. Okay. Okay get down there. We get in line. She she had another friend with her, too, one of her girlfriends. And we get up there, and she starts getting freaking out. I can't do it, Mom. I can't do it. I said, oh, yes, you can. (laughs) Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) No, I can't. She starts crying. I said, you're getting on a roller coaster. End of story. You're getting on the rolls. She was so mad. She wouldn't even ride with me. She rode in the front cart with her friend, and the whole time she's yelling, You're the meanest mom ever. You're so mean. And she rode the col- I said, I told you, you can not do this. I wouldn't do it if I was you because I know you. Like, but you can. God permits, but He doesn't always approve. Scripture says in 2 Peter 3 9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Yeah. He's not willing that any should perish, but yet there's only on the whole human race only 30% are Christians. Mm-hmm. Clearly God's will is not being accomplished on earth. Mm-hmm. He permits. He doesn't always approve. He doesn't approve of sin. God's will for people concerning salvation is not being accomplished because he gave us the freedom to choose. Out of his sovereignty, he gave you and I the freedom to choose him, the freedom to love him, the freedom to serve him. See, we, as people, we choose. Some choose hell by not choosing Jesus. But that's not God's, God's design. That's not his will. That's, that's, that's not his choice. Our free will is the result of God's sovereignty. And know that God doesn't give up some of his power by empowering us. Right? God doesn't give up some power by empowering us. You know, a a teacher doesn't give up knowledge by teaching kids. She's still as all knowledgeable as she was before she started teaching them, right? He doesn't relinquish some power by empowering us to choose. You have choices. And no one will be able to stand before God and say, you withheld salvation from me. Because he woos us all. He has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. We know it for Jeremiah 29, 11 says it. But we have the choice to walk in it. He doesn't make us. Do you know he gave us the power to control our destinies? He gave us the power to control destinies. Our destinies, James four seven says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He's, he's telling us he's giving us a choice here. He's telling us what the best choices are. He's saying first submit to me. That means serve me, not just know me, not just you know accept salvation, but submit to me and then resist the devil. Resistance to actively go against him. Look at Joshua twenty four. Verse thirteen and I'm sorry, verse fourteen and fifteen. Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They had just, Israel and and Joshua had just, uh, they marched all through Canaan for 30 years and in this time for over 20 years they were living in peace and Joshua got started to see them change he started to see their worship change living in peace started to do something to them they started to turn from god and worship other things other idols other pleasures isn't it funny how when Pain comes, trials come, we stay connected to the Father, but when peace comes, we move away to our own pleasures. Notice how Joshua didn't start off with a suggestion, but he started off with a command. He said, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. He's in his old age now, and this is his last message to the children of Israel. And he starts off by saying, fear the Lord. God who is the creator of everything. He is the giver of life and death. And the Bible says, why do not fear those who can kill the body but can't kill the soul. But fear the God who can kill both body and soul. Because he's sovereign. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. And then Joshua went on to say, put away other gods. Remember what is loved, feared, delighted, or depended on more than God. And then he told him to serve the Lord. He didn't say, choose a God. He said, choose this day whom you will serve. Because you can't just no, God, you can just accept salvation, and that's amazing because that's what Christ died for, and you will go to heaven. But that's not what Joshua said. Whom do you serve? In this house right here, we, we regularly see right here in Wycliffe about 70 with kids, 100 every week. And in the past 30 days, just 30 days, the losses. Brother Hardy lost. His son passed away. Sister Tony's cousin passed away. Mama Denise's niece passed away. And then I stand up here with a fresh seven-inch scar on my back where cancer once stood this week. Why we are all here today Because we ain't just saved. (laughs) We serve. We serve. And I promise you, if you are only saved and when pain and trouble and loss come your way, you will drown in that pain. You will drown. But when you serve, you're not alone. Amen? You're not alone when you serve. People are free to choose, and we will inevitably make choices, and we will be accountable for those choices. Choose this day for yourself who you serve. I choose the fruit of the Spirit. That's a choice that we do that I choose every day. I choose, I say, God, I choose to be a peacemaker today. God, I choose to walk in love today and be powerful in my love. I choose patience. I choose goodness and kindness. I choose to be gentle and calm. I choose to be led by the spirit and not by my flesh. And I choose to be faithful because you are faithful. I choose. God values choice. He values choice so much that he sent his son to die in place of us, knowing that right now 70% don't choose. You have a choice to put a smile on somebody's face today. You have a choice to have a conversation with someone today. You have a choice to encourage someone today. You have a choice to represent and be a witness of God to somebody today. Because yeah. we have a responsibility to be the image of God. I read this, and it blessed me. I, in the beginning of time, imagine Satan coming to earth and getting his demons together and saying, I need someone to go to earth for me because I need someone to turn the hearts of the men and children away from God. And one stood up and said, send me. And Satan said, well, what are you going to tell them?" He said, I'm going to tell them there's no heaven. Satan said, well, that ain't going to work. Because there's a little bit of heaven in each and every heart that tells them that good will win. So now you ain't going Another one came up and said, send me. And he said, well, what are you going to tell him? He says, I'm going to tell him there's no hell. He said, well, that ain't going to work either. Because there is a, there is a little, uh, there's a conscience in each and every one that tells them good will win and evil will lose. You can't go. One more said, send me. And he said, what are you going to tell him? He said, there's no hurry. You've got time. Joshua said, choose this day. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? There are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says, okay, your will be done, yeah. wow. Erica. I'll close. If you want to come play for me, wow. Second Peter three nine. God's will, as we said, is for all to be saved and to come into repentance to know Him and His goodness. Jeremiah 29, 11, for his plans are good for you, but he won't force you to walk in them. God gave us the power to choose our destinies. And you might have noticed if you've been here a couple weeks that I didn't go around hugging anybody this morning, and that was really hard for me because I am a hugger, I welcome you all, I love you all, and I love to greet you with hugs. But this week I, I had surgery on my back this week to remove cancer. I have seven layers of stitches. There's a lot of stitches back there, it's really big. But I was already on the schedule to preach and Pastor Marlin in his love said, oh honey, you ain't got to do that. He was like, we'll take care of it. We'll find somebody else. Even Pastor Troy was like, sister, don't. I was like, no. I serve. I serve. He's sovereign, not him. He determines the He determines, and he has chosen to hang many of his plans for us on our prayers. He chose that. He gave us the right and the privilege to pray. And when I say Jesus, you can't go any further. That's it. That's it. I I, I figured doing the message part wouldn't be that difficult. I didn't realize till Friday that... I can't even dress myself yet. I thought, "Oh sweet Jesus, Pastor Marlon had to do my hair this morning. <laughs> How did you do, Sadie? Did he do OK? Is it good? Did he do okay? <laughs> he, he didn't burn me though. <laughs> that was great. And then Sister T- Tiffany came upstairs this morning in the office to put my makeup on. It was great. I know I'm a little more casual than usual, and I did that intentionally because today I just wanted it to all be for him. I wanted him to know that I value who you made me to be. I value the life that you've given me, who I am, what I look like. And my presence and my worship is for one, one audience of one. When I, it was less than three weeks ago when I got that phone call at eight o'clock in the morning when my doctor said, that was cancer. Melanoma, stage two cancer. We'll know more when we do surgery. And after I had a few tears with Marilyn, immediately to my prayer closet and I prayed. And as I was just talking with God and pouring out my heart to God, I heard the words to that song, Jesus Take the Wheel. It's such a beautiful song. But as I was saying it, God said something that I was not expecting. I was like, "God, Jesus, I need you to take this from me. I can't do this. Take this from me. And he said, I can't do that. What? He said, I can't live your life for you. But I will lead through you if you trust me. Because he's sovereign. We have to choose how we're going to live. He desires to lead. And I said, but God, didn't you hear what he said, what she said? She said, cancer, mama just died six years ago from it you trust me and I said but I can't see you I said it's so dark he said it's only dark because you're looking around I am the light that is only found within look inside I've never let go I've never lets go, never lets go, you see, he said, I am the same God that you believed in yesterday before the phone call, and I am the same God tomorrow when the circumstances haven't changed yet, because one phone call, one sickness, one loss, one pain doesn't change the thousand promises that are given to us, amen? Amen? This belongs to you and me. This belongs to you and me. He really loves you. He really loves you. Will you all stand with me. Isaiah forty-one thirteen. This was the scripture that I, I the first scripture I fi- uh, was on an app that morning and it says for i am the lord your god who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear i will help you would you close your eyes with me and hold out your right hand and i want you to visualize that visualize god holding you by the right hand As he looks in your eyes and smiles at you and says, don't be afraid. Do not fear. I will help you. You have to look within because the light is found within. Thank you, Jesus. We don't always know why things happen. But we do know with with absolute certainty that God is for us. He is not against us. God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. Father God, I thank you. Sovereign God, all-powerful, all-knowing, in all authority, creator of heaven and earth, of life. all love, perfect, perfect love. Jesus, you gave up the throne to come here to die for us, to give us life, to save our souls. We worship you everything in us with our voices, with our hands with our knees with our song with our faith we worship you there are no conditions for God giving the gift of salvation but there is one condition for receiving it is you have to choose it and you receive it by faith And if you have not done that, today is a day of celebration (laughs) because today could be the day that you come to know your Savior, the perfect Father who loves you perfectly. If you want to say that prayer with me, with all of us raise your hand acknowledging to God that that's you that he is your father he is your savior father God we surrender our lives to you today we ask you to forgive us for our sin forgive us for walking away forgive us for not trusting you forgive us for not serving you and Lord we declare That from this day on, Lord, our lives are in your hands. That we choose to walk with you, to talk with you, to serve you, to know you, to live for you, and to be a witness of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I will leave you with this. I had already put this in my message uh, when I finished this, I think on Friday morning. And I hadn't, didn't know this until later that day. But I got my pathology uh, from the lymph node and there was no cancer in it. So I am already cancer free. There is no more cancer in my body. Two and a half weeks. That was it. And God said, No more. That's it. I heard the prayers of the saints. I heard the prayers of my children. He's sovereign. So if you remember anything today, remember that. He is sovereign. He's sovereign. Trust Him. Trust Him. Amen. Live right. Love everyone. And pray hard. God bless you.